everybody doing today? Can I ask all y'all to stand up? Let's all stand up. Y'all ready for church? We got fire for you. Say fire. fire. Look at the person next to you and say, I'm thankful for you. We want to welcome all our campuses and uh, all seven campuses that we have. Uh, for physical campuses, online campus, and the prison campus, uh, and, and uh, microsites. Let's give all those people out there a big hand. God bless y'all. Uh, it is good to be back. How many of y'all were here last week with Keith Kraft? Anybody here last week? Amen. So I'm glad, glad you enjoyed him. I was at his church uh, speaking for him. And so he te- sends me a text every Sunday morning to, to pray for me. He's been doing that a couple of years. And last Sunday, right before he spoke here, he worked out. So he sent me a picture of him. Uh, I told his church he sent me a picture half naked because he was in a tank top and shorts. <laughs> saying, I just worked out. I'm getting ready to go preach to your church. And I'm like, well, I just had, a ham- uh, had some eggs. And I'm going to preach to your church. So. <laughs> so anyway, I'm excited about today. I'm, I'm very excited about this series we're starting today. Uh, and uh, how God's going to challenge you. So let's say a word of prayer. Look to the person next to you and say, I want God to challenge me today. Very good, very good, very good, very good. <laughs> some of y'all are like, I don't know how my God to challenge me. I want that brother, I don't come here to get some feel good. I don't want like, I already feel bad. I don't want to feel worse. <laughs> <laughs> you come to the wrong place. <laughs> Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you that you're always good to us, whether we like it or not. <laughs> uh, and thank you uh, for just your patience. And thank you for thankfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. Give someone next to you a big hug. Give him a big hug. Amen. Everybody say November 18th. 18th. Everyone say November 18th. That's uh, four Sundays from now, including today. We are going to have our annual all-in offering. And that is an offering uh, to go to special projects, evangelism, orphans, online evangelism, local ministry, Toys for Joy uh, that we're having here uh, in a couple of months where last year we gave around 22,000 toys and food and clothes to 22,000 kids and families. We do that. We've been doing that since before the church started, actually. And so I think this will be our 21st year of doing that. Uh, And so, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. Come on now. And I believe last year we had 5,000 volunteers at that event. It was awesome. We had it in four locations around San Diego. Uh, So on November 18th, everyone say November 18th. 18th. We're going to have a special offering. And this is to raise $3 million over and above what we normally get to operate everything. For example, we're trying to get a building in, South, in uh, San Ysidro. That takes extra money. It's going to be 2 or $3 million to get a building, trick it out so we can have video and all that kind of stuff. And so we want to raise extra money to do those things. So on November 18th, we're going to have a special offering. We want you to start praying about what you will have to do. Now, if you're the type of person that gets your panties in a bunch when we talk about money... Uh, <laughs> Pray. Just pray. Okay, everything that we have asked you to do is out of obedience to the Bible, and you pray and have what God calls you to do. Some of you don't give at all. Some of you may start giving $5 a month, $10 a month. You may start tithing. Some of you have the ability to give a million. 
It's what God's put on your heart and what God's given you the ability to do. And so what we're asking you to do is pray and let God decide what you do. Don't let me try to coax you. Let God decide what you do. And, and that's all he, we can ask you and that's all we need to do. Amen. So if you would pull out this bulletin, this little pamphlet that says all in in the, in the bulletin. These are some of the things that money goes to. We have a deal with a toy manufacturer. We get uh, three toys for $21 uh, at Toys for Joy for, for the kids. We are getting people saved online for 46 cents a person. And we get about 1,000 people a day accept the Lord online and we follow up with them electronically. There's a lot of stuff going on and this will tell you some of those things. And so we want you to pray about, Lord, what do you want me to do over and above? We don't want to take from the money to turn the lights on to do this. It has to be over and above. So we want you to pray about that. There's a little tear off. You could put this on your refrigerator and pray. But make sure that when November 18th comes, you're saying, yeah, this is what I believe God told me to do. Amen. Uh, you can't outgive God. And so just let him decide and watch what he does in your life. We walk by faith, not by sight. Amen. Okay. You can put that away and then... Put that in your refrigerator. Let's get your Bibles out. On the count of three, say word. Get your Bibles out. On the count of three, say word. <laughs> on a count of three, say word. One, two, three, say word. One more time, church, say word. Luke 17, Luke 17, Luke 17. I've been uh, going around uh, talking about the third option of churches and uh, when I Often when I go to these churches, they don't know that someone's coming up to talk about racism and someone they don't know. So I ask them the permission to overcook their grits. <laughs> How many of you do not know what that means? Raise your hand. Okay, grits is like oatmeal except it's runnier. And uh, to overcook it means you just put too much fire on it for too long. So overcook means make you feel a little uncomfortable. Uh, do I have permission to overcook your grits today? Okay, very good. Whenever you come here, just expect to get your, cook, your grits overcooked. Okay, don't come here to expect to hear what you want to hear. Expect God to just kind of challenge you a little bit when we get a little uncomfortable is when you kind of move in your seat and you get a different perspective. Okay, amen. When I was in high school, I bought a pair of sunglasses. I'm not a big sunglass person. Um, these are prescription and they turn color, but I don't really don't like not being able to see someone's eyes. The Bible says the eyes are lamps to your soul. So I don't, I don't like people not being able to see my eyes and vice versa. But when I was in high school, I bought these sunglasses, not these specifically. But sunglasses, this is a little metaphor, and they were pink. And everything looked pink through these sunglasses. And no matter where I went, it was kind of odd. I don't know why I got them. They weren't really practical. They didn't match anything I, I, I owned to wear. But for some reason, I thought they were cool. And I saw everything pink. Imagine if you had a pair of sunglasses where everything you looked at, you only saw the good in it. And there, every person you saw... The glasses showed you what was good in them. It showed you what was good that God was doing in your life. It shows you the blessings in your life, your house, your clothes, your shoes. You may think, I only have 20 pair and my friend has 25. Diva. <laughs> and instead of complaining, you not only saw all the good things in your life, but you gave voice to thank God for those things. Because God only does good in your life. Look at, look at, look at the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. It says, we know that all things, everyone say all things. All things work together for good for those who love God and who are called according to a purpose. Everyone say all things. All things work together for good. Everything. 
How many of y'all got drama in your life right now? Raise your hand real quick. You got drama in your life. Guess what? God's going to work it out for good if, and there's an if, there's a big if. If you love him, which means obey him, and you are called according to his purpose. If you don't obey him, it might not work out for good. But you got to obey him. You got to trust him. Obey him means to trust him through the process. He is leading you through the valley of the shadow of death. If while you're in the valley of the shadow of death, you say, man, God, you're messed up. And you let go of his hand and, and leave yourself in the valley of the shadow of death, you're in trouble. But if you say, Lord, I know we're getting through this. Come on, God. I know we're going to get through this. That's going to be a fun thing. Are you all following what I'm saying? The Bible says in uh, Psalm 100, verse 4, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Everyone say thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Say thanksgiving. God said, I don't want you coming to my presence complaining. I don't want to hear that. Man, God, what's up? What's up? No, 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 what's up? Mute. (laughs) Go back and try it again. Enter into my gates with thanksgiving. Thank me. And then then it says in in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, rejoice always. Rejoice what? Rejoice what? What percent of the time is always? A hundred. Hundred. H-U-N-I-N. Hundred. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. Everyone say all. Say all. Colossians 3.17. Whatever you do in word or deed, do in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks to God. Philippians 4, 6 and 7, be anxious for nothing. Anxiety is an anticipated desire. If you are anxious right now about something, you are anticipating something negative happen. Most of the time, 80% of the time, the things that we think and worry about never happen. And at 20% of the time, you can't do anything about it. And most of that time, when it, you get, even though it happens, it's never as bad as you think. So you just waste a whole bunch of energy and stress all kinds of people out. Over nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Nothing. I don't know how to spell that. But in, <laughs> but in everything, everyone say everything. But in everything, everyone say everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Dear Lord, I don't know how you're going to pay my bills. I don't know how I'm going to feed my kids. But thank you. You have a plan. I cannot tell you how many times at our Toys for Joy event, I try to go to different ones. There's four of them around, and I can't usually get to all of them because they're all over the city, county, where moms have come up to me. With, we give away bags of food for everybody to take when they go home, in addition to the toys for the kids. And last, last year, I think we gave away 300,000 articles of clothing as well. Y'all got clothing, you can give it away. Let's give it away. Give it to our thrift store. And <clears throat> this lady, how, how many times moms have come up to me crying. And they said, I didn't know how I was going to feed my kids. Be thankful that that's not your problem. And that you get to be a part of that blessing to somebody else. Be anxious for nothing but in prayer, but with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God that the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart, mind, and soul. I have this proposal that when you are thankful... God brings healing into your life. When you are thankful for your money, God brings healing into your finances. Some of y'all finances are jacked up. And by the way, it may not even be that you don't have money. You just got angst about it. And you got angst about it because you're not honoring God with it. You're hoarding it. 
Some of you have issues with people and you can correct those relationships and heal those relationships by being thankful for them to them. I thank you for you. It can be that simple that a, a relationship can be healed by simply saying thankful. I was, uh, a few months ago I was thinking about how thankful I am, how I don't say thank you to my wife enough. And she was giving me some pills. She gives me pills all the day. That's how she keeps me like that. And she gives me pills all day. I take like 50 pills a day. She said they're not pills and supplements, but they're little things you put in your mouth and swallow. And I said, thank you, dear, for poisoning me. It's not poison. It's not poison. She's like, take this. Okay, honey, take this. You paid insurance. Very good. Pay to take this. <laughs> I said, thank you for your spousal support. I appreciate you. <laughs> Thankfulness can bring healing to relationships. It can bring healing to your purpose. Lord, thank you that you gifted me. I don't know exactly what all those gifts are, and I don't know exactly how to use them, but thank you that you have a plan for my life and I'm looking to understand it because when you thank God, you put God in his right position. You put yourself in your right position. When you thank him for opportunities, you put those opportunities in right perspective and healing happens. Healing is when something works according to its original intent. Look at your notes, look at your notes. I'm gonna give you, take you through these five definitions. Number one, thankfulness is an expression of being aware, pleased, or satisfied with a received benefit. It is being aware, it is expressing your awareness, your pleasure with a received benefit. Say amen if, you've been, if you have benefited from God in any other way. Say amen if God has like blessed you beyond what you deserve. Say amen. amen. Very good. You expressing that is being thankful. Generous is... Something given in abundance, bountifully and unselfishly. In other words, if you could say all day long, God, thank you for my health. Thank you for my water. Thank you for my clothes. Thank you for my, for my teeth. Thank you for my eyes. Thank you for my hair. Thank you for my smooth, bald head because my hair fell out. Thank you for, for my toes. Thank you, for, thank you for the friends of my life. Thank you for where I live. Thank you for a bus ticket. Thank you for the trolley ticket. Thank you for my car. Thank you for the ability to turn water on. Thank you. Do you know how many hundreds of millions of people are dying right now because they don't have clean water? Do you know that if you are welfare in this country, you are in the top 11% of wealth in the whole world? Lord, thank you. You can't say thank you enough to God. And, and so thankfulness is saying, Lord, I acknowledge your benefit. Being generous is saying it over and over again. Most of us are hoarders of thankfulness. We have all this Bitterness in our heart, we're hoarding it because we don't want to give thanks to flush all that garbage out. Unhealthy is when something is not working according to its design, anything. Health is when something is working according to its design. And healing is the process of aligning something to work according to its design. In other words, when you get saved, that's a healing event. I know a lot of Christians don't believe in healing. I don't know what they're tripping on. <laughs> That's crazy. When you ask Christ to be your savior, your jacked up relationship with God is healed. Your relationship with your purpose is healed. Your relationship with the spirit of God is healed. And you spend your whole life getting clarity on what God already did. That's healing. 
There's physical healing, there's relational healing, there's financial healing. And so when you thank God and say, Lord, I thank you and praise you and honor you, things get aligned the way they should be. But when you walk around going, I, I don't have this, I don't, got, got, you know, I, I don't have enough this, and I should have got that raise, and I should get the office by the window, and I should get that girl, and I should get that. And you're just, wah, 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 and God's like, hmm. We, we're off right now because you're not giving glory to what stuff I've already done for you. I'm going to read something to you. This is, this, is from, this is from the Psychology Today. This is a psychology magazine. This is, I know some of y'all think psychology is of the devil. Please, ology is the study of, biology is the study of living things. Psychology is the study of your, ment- your mind. And your mind has a system because God made it to glorify him in his image. And so everything that God made, his invisible attributes, his wisdom, his power, his creativity can be seen in what he made. So if you, if you study what he made, you will see God. In other words, when you stand on the beach at, at 6 o'clock at night, 7 o'clock at night, when the sun is setting and you see the sun going down, you see everybody will stop and just go. <laughs> and God's like, you tripping on that? That's only fire. I can do way more better than that. <laughs> How many of you have ever seen a baby be born? How many, let me say this. How many of you have never seen a baby be born? You've never seen a, a human being come out of a woman? Raise your hand. You ain't seen nothing. <laughs> My wife was in labor 12 hours, 24 hours, 49 hours. Three kids. It doubled every time. Usually it's supposed to go shorter, but I think she had sin in her life and God was just kind of dealing with it. <laughs> That's just me. I'm just saying, I don't know, I was praying. I don't just... want you to imagine a human being 40 weeks in water, underwater. A human being underwater for 40 weeks. That's a baby in the moon. And then the baby comes out, sees the mother and father goes, hey! that's what happens. That's a, that's a blessing of God. That's amazing. It's amazing. That's what happens. Gratitude opens the door for more relationships. Not only, this is from the Journal of Psychology. Not only does saying thank you constitute good manners, but showing appreciation can help win friends according to 2014 study of emotion, which is a magazine. Gratitude improves physical health. Grateful people experience fewer aches and pains and report feeling healthier than people who complain. How many of y'all want to be healthier? Stop complaining. <laughs> Tell God thank you. And watch this. God thank you, thank you. What the pain's going. Okay, boom. Gratitude improves psychological health. Gratitude reduces, multiple, uh, reduces a multiple, multitude of toxic emotions. When you think negative, you have toxic emotions in your brain. When you think negative, you have toxic emotions in your brain. When you think negative, you have toxic, toxic emotions in your brain released from envy, resentment, frustration. They all release toxic, stressful emotions in your brain. Gratitude enhances empathy and reduces aggression. Gratitude helps people sleep better. If you go to bed complaining, you're not going to sleep good. You're going to be like. <laughs> How many of you argue with people right before you go to bed and you stay up all night just arguing, arguing? I'm not the only one. Come on, raise your hand. <laughs> if you write down, I'm so thankful for my pillow. I'm so thankful for God. I'm so thankful for my room. I'm so thankful for the temperature. I'm so thankful. (laughs) Gratitude improves self-esteem. Gratitude improves mental strength. For years, research has shown gratitude not only reduces stress, but it also plays a major role in overcoming trauma. 
Vietnam War, war veterans with higher levels of gratitude experienced lower rates of post-traumatic stress disorder. In the story we're going to read, Jesus is walking down the road. Well, he, he, Jesus is somewhere and these 10 lepers are walking down the road and they see Jesus and they cry out to him to get healed. Leprosy was a disease that make your limbs fall off. You get nodules on your vocal cords. You get bumps all over your body and you're, you're actually... Fingers, hands will become nubs, nubs, your feet become nubs, and they walk around like in Thriller video, if you remember that video, and they would go, and they would talk like this. And you had to stay three feet away from a leper because, or, or if the wind was blowing, 30 feet away because the leper's cooties could fly off you and get on them, and you can get leprosy. And if you were a leper, you had to stay isolated from everybody else because it was contagious and there was no cure. So they would talk like this, and these 10 lepers, everyone say 10. These 10 lepers see Jesus and they cry out to him, Master, Master, have mercy on us. He is going to heal all 10. But only one is going to come and say thank you. I wonder how many of you have never said thank you to God for what he's done for you. Not only for what he's done, for what he does. Day by day, moment by moment. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Look what it says. Let's read the story. It says, it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria. Uh, uh, Luke 17, verse 11. It happened as he went to Jerusalem, he passed through Samaria and Galilee. He entered a certain village and met there ten men who were lepers who stood afar off. How many men were lepers? Everyone say ten. I'm going to ask you a lot of math questions. They're very simple. The, the numbers are ten, nine, and one. Everyone say ten. Say nine. nine. Say one. Simple math. This is first grade math. You should be able to get this. He, he entered a certain village and there were ten men who were lepers and stood afar off. How many men were lepers? How many men were lepers? I would love uh, participation from all the campuses, 100% of people. Everyone take a deep breath in. Say ten. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Jesus. I want everybody to put your Bible down for a minute and give me this. Give me the thriller. Just so I can make sure everybody's hands got up at all the campuses. And all the campuses, lift your hands up just so I can see your hands. Okay, very good. Do this. Just so I can see your hands. Okay, very good, very good. Put it right here. Say, Jesus. Jesus. Say, Master. Master. Have mercy on us. Very good. Okay, so they crowd crowd to Jesus and they say, Jesus. They, They lift up their voices. And when he saw them, he said, go show yourself to the priest. Now, when you got healed, you had to show yourself to the priest so the priest can certify that you were healed. So now you can go back to the regular general population. You can go to school. You can go to people's houses. You can go to synagogue. So the priest had to say they're they're clean, okay, by by Jewish law, by Old Testament standard. So he said, go to the priest knowing that when they got there, they will be healed. How many were lepers? Not a trick question. How many were lepers? I'm not going to ask you any trick questions in the whole sermon, so just be with me. How many lepers? How many, how, how many lepers? Very good. And it says, verse 14, he said, go show yourself to the priest. And so it was as they went, they were healed. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me thriller. Give me thriller. Say, Jesus, Jesus. have mercy on us. Go show yourself to the priest. Okay. So as they were walking, they're like, whoa, we got healed. How many lepers? 
Not a trick question. How many were healed? Very good. Not trying to trick you. How many lepers? How many got healed? Then it says, verse 15, and one of them, when he saw he was healed, turned around and said with a loud voice, glorify God. How many lepers got healed? How many went back to get, say thank you? How many did not go back and say thank you? Nine is what percent of ten? Yeah, I said, yeah, yeah, I got my ten math people got that right. Everybody else was like, ah. 90% of the people weren't thankful. I wonder if that's you. Look what he says. He went back in verse 16, fell on his face at his feet, giving thanks, and he was a Samaritan. Look at number one in your, in your notes. Number one. Praise God loud and often. You should be telling God every day, thank you. As loud as you complain, you should praise God. Because you have so much. How many, say amen if you know you have more than you can thank God for than you know. Can I get amen? So here's a, amen, come on. So here's what we're going to do real quick. Well, I want to take 30 seconds, 30 seconds, and I want you out loud. Just mumble. We're going to do this low first. I'm just going to get you warmed up. Just Real low, just say, God, thank you for this. I praise you for this. Uh, I honor you for this. Just for 30 seconds. Actually, I'm going to give you 15 seconds because you might run out of stuff because you don't really think about it that much. Get you warmed up. Right now, 15 seconds. Tell God out loud what you're thankful for. Go. Sounds like a Pentecostal church. Okay, stop. Some of y'all weren't saying anything. You know why? Ooh. Mm. Mm. You too good to talk? Or you don't know what he's done for you? Or is this a show? Here's what we're going to do now. 15 seconds, 20 seconds. I want you to shout to God because you, we, me, you don't deserve anything we have. I want you to shout. By the way, shout, stand up, scream. And I want you to tell God how good he is for what he has done for you. All the campuses. One, two, three. Come on. Tell God how good he is. Come on. Come on. Come on. Tell God how good he is. Thank you. Praise you. Honor you. You're awesome. Thank you for our food. Thank you for our church. Thank you for our building. Thank you for our clothes. Thank you for our pain. Thank you for our lessons. Jesus, thank you. We praise you. We honor you. Amen. You may be seated. If there is one thing we need to practice is we, there are so many people who are professional complainers. You have, ex, you have perfected the ability to complain. You have perfected the ability to find something negative. And tell as many people as you can in five different languages. And God is saying, How, if you could just perfect telling me and thanking me and honoring me and giving to me and serving for me, I will do miracles in your life. Number two, look what it says, number two. God, once you brag about God, he will brag about you. You brag about God, he will brag about you. You think God's going to brag about someone who complains? I had a guy ask me one day, he said, hey, Pastor, can you help me grow my church to 4,000 people? I'm like, like, I got some magic formula. And I said to him, why do you want 4,000 people? 
and he didn't have an answer. I said, conversation over. Why should God give you something if you don't know what to do with it? How can he trust you with something you don't know what to do with it? And some of you might think, well, I don't have money. Why? Because God's not, God can't trust you with it. You don't give. You don't give. You come and take and complain. You don't serve. You come and take and you complain. You don't go to our group. You come and complain. The lights this, it's too loud, smoke, preachers yelling all the time. Instead of looking at what you have. And what God has blessed with you, if God can trust you, he will give you more blessings because he knows you won't hoard it to yourself. Look what it says. Look what it says. It says in verse 17. It says in verse 16. He fell down on his face giving thanks and he, and he was a Samaritan, which is key because he wasn't a Jew, which means he was like a non-believer and the believers aren't thanking. We'll get to that in a minute. And Jesus said, where were, were there not? How many got healed? How many got healed? Where were the nine? Jesus is saying, hold up, hold up, I blessed every single one of you in this place. I blessed every single one of you in this place, every single day. And you can't tell me thank you. You can't stand and shout thank you. You can't praise me. You can't come on time and worship. You can't bring your Bible. You can't serve. You can't give. Really? And you're complaining to me. Now. I'm saying this out of my passion. God would probably say it very gently like, so I bless you and you don't do that? Because he doesn't have to yell. So excuse my misrepresentation of his heart. (laughs) But here's another way he might say it. Maybe. You can't give? You think that money's yours? I can take it. I can take your job. I could take your help. I could strip you of all your friends. Now, I'm gracious, and I could allow you to think it's going to happen just to wake you up. But I have so much for you. Here's the thing the guy that went back to say thank you, he got a blessing the other guys did not. There's a blessing waiting for you to say thank you. Your thank you, your generosity, your generous thankfulness to God is a key to open up a door to a blessing. And you're like, well, how come I don't, how come I don't have this? How come? Because you're hoarding to yourself. You have to get rid of one thing to get another. You're holding on to a $10 toy when God wants to give you a $1,000 toy. Why? So you can be more important? No, so you can give that toy away to get another toy. So you can share it with somebody. Look what it says. I had never seen this for years. Look what it says. It says in verse 17, Jesus said, where were, the, were there not ten, but where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? A foreigner. Now, by the way, here's another way of saying it. I got all these Christians that go to church and say they love me, yet these non-Christians over here serve and give more than them. Or thankful more than them. Or more kind than them. Or more patient than them. Why is that? Here's one of the reasons why. Because sometimes Christians think just because they're saved, they don't need to do it anymore. They're saved by grace. So they don't need to do that stuff. No, you got saved so you can do that stuff. Don't get it twisted. And look what it says. It says, and he said, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Number two in your notes. If you honor God, he's going to brag on you. God will brag on you. There was a lady in the, in the Bible. Jesus was at Simon's house who was a, a religious person. 
And while he was at his house, this, wo- this woman who was a sinner came in the house and she was wiping his feet with her tears and her hair. And this sinner is wiping Jesus' feet and this religious person is, has the house and he's having this big foo-foo party for Jesus saying, I got Jesus on my house. I'm the man. And Jesus says this to the guy. He says in Luke chapter 7, verse 43, he says, he turns to the woman and says, Simon, this woman you call a sinner that you're saying if I knew who she was being the religious leader I was, I wouldn't let her touch me because she's supposed to be all bad. Well, let me tell you something about this woman. I entered your house and you gave me no water for my feet. They walked around in sandals. Their feet were all dirty. They washed their feet as a, as, a, as a sign of hospitality. You gave me no water for my feet. She has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss. This woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since I came in here. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my head with fragrant, expensive oil. And you call her the sinner. I'm bragging about her and I'm jamming you up. There's a blessing waiting for you if you are a thankful person. But if you are a griper, a complainer, a hoarder of thanks, not only to God, but to people. God's like, I I can't be represented through that kind of stuff coming out of your mouth. Tell people how good I am. Open your eyes so you can see how good I am. Instead of complaining about what you don't have, imagine if you could understand and see all the great things I do, and then I could show you even greater works in your life. There's a blessing waiting for you. There are some of you in here today, right now, you need to say, Lord, I need to surrender my life to you. I need to have my relationship with you healed, and the only way I'm going to get it healed is by acknowledging what you've done for me. That you died on the cross for me. When you go to heaven, when you go to heaven, people aren't going to be worshiping like mumbling. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, look at Jesus down there on the throne, man. He, he looks jacked up. That's what he looked like. You ain't going to be like that. You're going to be crying out, my God, that's what he went through for me. But imagine if you could see that now. Instead of walking around feeling like we're entitled to something. We're not entitled to anything. Nothing. You are blessed to be born in this country. If you've never been outside this country, going to a third world country, oh my God, please go. Please go. Please go someplace where you're not the majority and you don't have the power of being an American in America. And where people look at you with disdain, please go see people who walk hours and hours just to get water. And then walk hours and hours and get raped on the way to and from and get their water stolen day after day. And then when you turn your faucet, they thank you, God, that I don't have to worry about that killing me. Because when you have that perspective, you can get up every day. You won't complain. You will be so thankful. And then God will open up your eyes to amazing things. Not only he's done and is doing, but is going to do. In the middle, we're going to pray. And there's some of y'all need to just give your life to Christ. You need to say, Lord, I just need to get saved because you have done an amazing thing for me and I'm taking this salvation thing for granted. And then there's some of y'all, you need to pray to get your heart right. And what I mean by that is you need to say, Lord, I want a thankful heart. I want a thankful heart. People who complain are miserable. Don't get it twisted. People who complain are miserable. They are psychologically miserable. They have toxins in their brain that they wouldn't have if they didn't complain. 
they're focused on the wrong thing. And, the, and, the, and a lot of times they're doing it out of a pain they have. But God can heal all that. Amen. So I'm going to ask all of you in all the campuses, bow your heads and close your eyes. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, you've done so much for us. We can't even count the blessings. But we need to try. <laughs> Holy Spirit, I pray you open our eyes of the things that we need to be thankful for. And give us the courage and the faith to be generously thankful to you. Abundantly obedient, incredibly humble, because we don't deserve it. We don't deserve anything we have. And our days are not promised. If you would like to give your life to Christ today, or you just want to surrender your unthankful heart and become more thankful. I'm going to ask you to pray and I'm going to ask you to stand up. Yep, you are going to make a public declaration in this place that you appreciate what God is in your life and who he is in your life. Not worrying about anybody else. Because it ain't about you. It's about him. So just pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. Pray, dear God, thank you. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for rising from the dead. Thank you for all you do for me. I surrender my life to you. I surrender my bitterness. I surrender my complaining. Transform my tongue. <laughs> May it honor you, worship you. Lord, nudge me when I speak negative. Holy Spirit, convict me when I'm complaining. Open my eyes that I may see all the great things in my life. And may I voice appreciation for those things. If you prayed that prayer on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to stand up. Whatever campus you're in, you may have prayed it because you want to give your life to Christ. You may have prayed it because you just want God to transform your heart. You want to be a more thankful person and reap the benefits. Yes, the benefits. There are benefits of walking with God and God wants you to know them and hunger and thirst for those benefits because they honor him in the end. So I'm going to, if you count to three, if you prayed that prayer for either one of those reasons, I'm going to ask you to stand up in all the campuses. If you want your friend, wife, neighbor to stand up with you, just grab their hand as long as you know them. And they'll stand with you. So if you pray that prayer, on the count of three, stand to your feet. One, two, three. Stand to your feet. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.